just ate. Had some Dogging. had some some uh chocolate shake and a sandwich from Pop Bellies. It's really good. Mm. Dude, I miss Pop Bellies. Uh, do you not live close to one? No. They're only in the Midwest and the the East and I'm uh like the the northeast and I'm in the south. Damn. Shit, I did I didn't I didn't know they were they were a chain like that. That's Yeah, they're they're a chain like that. There's none in Los Angeles either. We got Witch Witch. The classic. Which witch ain't bad. Which witch ain't bad. No, which bad. witch is really it's just good. Not but it's just it's not, not pot bellies. Pot bellies does not have the meatball sub that makes you tired immediately. Oh yeah, no, I don't. It don't have that. I think it might have a meatball sub though. I could. It does, but it doesn't make you instantly tired. You like want to pass out? No, <laughs> I, I see. Here's the deal. I didn't make fun of you for that. For for falling asleep after you ate the meatball sub when we were hanging out in California, because I reflected back on when my grandmother back in the day would take me to the original pancake house. Their six stack of chocolate chip pancakes would put me on my fucking back when everything was all said and done. I'd be out like a fucking light after like 30, 40 minutes after I ate those. I'd be on the couch and passed out, gone. Because it just filled my stomach in just the right way that it's like, okay, time to rest now. <laughs> yeah, that's that happens. By the way, welcome uh, to Miku's Crack House. Yeah. Uh, I kept all that in because it was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I'm your host as always, Sam King, with this episode 98, Redux. Uh-oh. Hell yeah. Because we lost last week's episode. No, well, not lost. Per se, just we a, could a, have uploaded it if we, we could wanted have uploaded to. it. And in fact, we're I think the plan is we're going to upload at least some segments of it for next week's cut content. Yeah. So um, that you can partially so that we can answer like, oh, why didn't you upload that episode? Oh, you'll hear it. Yeah, you'll hear it. Uh, powered by dual sense audio. So we're ready <laughs> for that. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because that's the episode where we're really we're really showing the love for the dual sense too you're talking about how great death stranding is with the yeah. dual sense and all this and, and yeah and you can hear me me talk about it uh through through a dual sense so yeah now you're taking it all back now huh <laughs> no i don't take it all back in fact that whole excursion made me uh even more impressed with the dual sense because uh the, the mic quality is not awful i think that's i think the that's thing. it's it's not pretty awful. good it's just not good for a podcast, but like it's it's better than a telephone. I'll say that yeah, much. It's like better but, than but an also, iPhone. Miles, it was about over an arm's length away from me, too. Ooh. It's not Dude, like what? it was sitting right next to me either. No, it was far away. So maybe maybe the dual sense actually has like amazing audio. If it was like just right up to your face, it would sound perfect. I think I mean my thing is this. I can't call it amazing, but if we if we consider that it's on a video game controller, then I think you might be able to call it amazing. You know what? It probably sounds better than the bad mic era of Crack House. Oh, dude, yeah, definitely, that De- definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, uh, for a second, I thought you were gonna say it. It uh, that it's probably better than the bad mic era. Of online gaming and like Modern Warfare Two lobbies, I'm like, oh yes, that, well, obviously, Miles. obviously. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, what have you been <sighs> up to? Man? Well, Sam, it's been it's been one one hell of a week. I accomplished very little except reading some manga and watching some film. So, uh, 
First of all, uh, I just I want to talk to you about underage children, Sam. Oh, okay. I have a newfound love and appreciation. Oh, for underage underage children. children. <laughs> yeah. Now we all know. We all know I lived in in Los Angeles. Epstein's the president. Uh, and speaking of Epstein, Steve. that is that is a state and a city that loves its little girls. And I personally, I never understood. I didn't get the appeal of the child prior to you know to to living there. It just didn't make any sense to me. And you know, move be- moved away. I, you know, I don't I don't really get it. Then I started reading Spy Family, stylized as Spy X Family, and, which by the way. We're calling it Spy X Family. I'm not calling it Spy Family. It's Spy, it's spy Family. Spy X but Family. We're we're gonna have two different conversations about this manga, and that's fine. I'm just I'm just I'm just giving that to you up front. But Sam, the cuteness of the little girl in Spy Anya, Family, right? Anya, should be criminal. This is this is actually just how you get lollicons to be born into reality and i'm not that far i'm not i'm not anywhere near that yet. far you're not that far yet. I, th- there is i'm i'm one really good picture away from being like yeah maybe there's something here to this maybe you know and you and know this Miles, I gotta to be honest, what you're telling me right now is exactly how i feel a one out of a hundred and one out of every 150 times i see a feet a feet pick Oh like, no! Where, where, where you're every, just like, like one, one good pick away. One, one every one uh, again. One out of 150 times I see a photo. I'm like, damn, that foot's kind of hot. Like they're in like tights or something like that. And I'm like, damn, I get it. And then you see everything else, and then you see all the other photos. And you're like, ah, oh, nah. The t- the shit. tights make a difference. The tights really make a difference. I, well, uh, there's a lot of these weirdly contextual like sexual things where you do end up making some exceptions. You do end up making little, little, little exceptions. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one because there, there must be like a good. One. I, th- I think Futa might be the big one where like. Oh no, that ain't that ain't working for me. That like it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. But like every now and then, I'll I'll see like I'll just see a picture that the rest of it is so hot that I just like it takes me a couple of. Uh, I don't know, one to two seconds. And cognitively speaking, that's a lot of time. That's you like a lot 60 of thinking. frames, bro. Yeah, that's 60. No, that's that's 120 frames. All right, a lot can happen in 120 frames. Okay? So, yeah. like, uh, there will just be moments where, like, it just won't even register that there's a penis in the image. And I'll just be like, damn, that's kind of good. Oh, uh, okay. All right. See, you just read too much fucked up shit to where that... That a, a, a hidden Fuda could be in a in a porn scene and you wouldn't know it. It would take you a full second to notice. That's true. I do I do read bullshit. I just I read fucked up nonsense. But but like it does it happens a lot. I mean I feel the same way with like I just I never want to see a male in my pornography. I just don't. I'm just not there for that. And that shouldn't be a controversial opinion unless you're, I mean like. Like, as far as, like, straight people go, that should not be a controversial opinion. I don't self-insert into porn. I don't want to see a man in my porn. I want it to be all women, all day, every day, 28, or 25-8. That's well, what I hold want. On, hold on, Well, how do you feel about POV, Miles? POV's okay. Is that acceptable? Is POV with cock acceptable? POV, here's the thing. It depends on where the cock is, because if the cock is all the way in, yeah, oh yeah, it's very acceptable. But like, 
I don't want to see like a mid thrust or a prior, a pre thrust POV shot. I, I the only exception is if there's a pre thrust with a follow through. That's fine with me. The p the 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 pre thrust with the follow through. Miles, what porn are you watching? Where it's about to thrust and then it cuts away to something else, like an ad or some shit. Like, <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm talking about like like images. I never. I never watch like. I never watch people have sex. I watch cartoons have sex. It's like all Fair I enough. do. So so you, you know, and and you look at your stills. You okay, look at your okay. hentai I, stuff I, like that. You'll you'll have to forgive me, Moss. I I was not under the assumption we were we were talking about primarily images here. No, yeah, we're because only talking about images. that changes for me too. I don't really want to see see guy, guys in my it, drawn porn. I'd rather just yeah. see the hot naked anime girl and be done with it. Like if if she's sense. getting here's the thing, dude. Like I genuinely I would rather have a futa railing another girl than a man railing another girl. That's no, just how I, I feel. I see this is where we disagree. Nah, fuck the All right, that's fine. Give me the guy. I'll take the male for two hundred. He, but here's but that's why strap-ons exist. You get the exact same experience without the. F- I, I mean I, I mean I I guess, but I don't really want that either. Th- this is fascinating to me. I just I cannot really, access. I don't really like. I don't really like. Lesbian. You don't like penetration. I, I'm just not that into girl on girl content like that. Just in general, it just not, it doesn't do it. Just doesn't really do it for me. How the fuck can you not be into girl on girl? Because I'm straight. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you can't be more straight than being into girl on girl. It's two women. There's nothing yeah, more I, and straight I can't fucking girl on girl. We talked about this. I can't participate in a fucking, in a girl on girl video. How am I supposed to insert myself in the fucking scene if it's girl on you girl? You don't. You don't what, insert yourself. I hold yourself. the fucking camera? I don't want to do that. <laughs> hey, someone does. Someone does. Yeah, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to hold that camera, and and you know what? We we all know there's three there's three letters to describe those guys. Thought. Sorry, that's four. That's four. <laughs> NTR. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Spy Family. Um, yeah, Anya is a criminally cute character, and I just every. I want to break down this character, not in a sexual way. I I want to break down the anatomy of this character, not in a sexual way. <laughs> Fuck. Um, this all sounds mega it's sus. It's the anatomy of out. cuteness, is what you're trying to go over. Yeah. Here. Okay. So there's there's a very famous there's a couple of the famous images I'd like to cite. Uh, one is um, the anatomy of cuteness, which is presented by Disney. It's a picture of a baby. Um, as well as, you know, a couple animals, like, you know, like, cute, like, rabbit, skunk, kind of, you know, Bambi animals, right? Yeah. And it kind of just breaks down the anatomy of the cute thing. Uh, and, and it's really funny because it, it's speaking very clinically about creating a cute character. So, like, for example, it's like, the fanny needs to be rotund. They use the word fanny, I remember this. Oh, or, like, they're talking about, like, the, the belly, you know, how the, how the belly needs to be portly and round. The head should be, um two-thirds the size of the body all, all of these like very specific and interesting rules you know or like a kind of like a droopy divot in the in the nose so that the lips and the chin look bigger just like all this stuff that you see from their work but you never really think about and then there's another one which is a picture of midna that i find so funny because i can't tell if it's official art or not i truly can't 
because it looks like it could be official. It's ref sheet quality, right? But there, there's this one image of someone poking her belly button, and I'm like, that's too horny. That can't yeah. be official. It's too horny. But the rest of it is so ref sheet e, if that makes sense. But but there's also like a part that circles her stomach, and it just has the words the word tamago, uh, you know, in in katakana. And it and it's just highlighting like oh her stomach is shaped like an egg and that's an important part of the cuteness and I just find that image so funny that it's just this like this like sketch of her belly yeah and and it just points at it and it says egg well there is there I definitely think there is something pleasant and wholesome about the shape of an egg or like an oval oh, yeah. specifically like there's definitely something very pleasant about the oval shape. It's a cute, but the egg in particular is cute because it's bottom heavy. And when we think of a bottom heavy thing, we think of like a baby, you know, like a baby with a diaper on or, or, uh, a weeble, like these Fisher Price kind of toys like that. Yeah. Like things that just make us think of our infancy and our happy days as, as babes you know what i mean like bottom heavy things especially round things they just make us think of being young and small and and the world being full of imagination and and having all these fun toys to play with like i don't know it's just it is the shape of babies that's like my theory of of like the cuteness of the bottom heavy thing yeah because i'm looking at anya right now anya very ovalish character Yes. Like, if, if her hands were, were to the side or she was in making, like, an A pose or something like that, she has a very ovalish shape to her overall figure, especially with how her hair Yeah, is the like, hair is an important part. Like, definitely plays a huge part in forming that shape. Because I, I pulled up a, a couple images of Anya so we can help break it down, what makes her so cute. It's definitely that the eyes are, are very big and they're very... Sir, I think like they might be a perfect uh, a circle or very. Those are very drawn close. with stencils, absolutely yeah. drawn with stencils, and 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 that's not an insult. That's just a fact of the craft. So so there's a couple things that I want to break down. First of all, the unique mouth. Anya has a unique mouth, and and this is something that has only been recreated with a couple of different characters. But I think the cutest characters in anime have interesting mouths. So you have you know Kana with her like flat mouth, right? Just this yeah. like complete line satania has the cat mouth you know this this very like cat-like smile like whenever she smiles her bottom her top lip you know has this sort of cat-like form to it that just makes her look cuter uh tsuyu from my hero academia the frog mouth and anya comes from the school of the frog mouth in particular her mouth is always so first of all she doesn't have the line break in her mouth many anime characters have the line break right yeah. So the thing about Japanese art is that they don't do line art the way that Western artists do. Line art is is in in America we go over it with you know very carefully. We make sure that the line art is like the exact you know same thickness and and all of these things. It's 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 very much a cleaning up process. Japan and this is really obvious if you read like a Tatsuki Fujimoto manga. Um, their line art is relatively inconsistent in size and thickness because. They emphasize using lines uh, for softness and hardness um, as opposed to I think that we tend to rely more on on hatching, shading and things like that to emphasize softness and hardness as well as shape. They really put a lot towards the line art and that's why you have a lot of these line breaks in anime. They make things look soft. That's why the mouth has the line break. It makes the lips 
look very soft. Their smiles look very soft. Um, but Anya has a full mouth. She doesn't have a line break. And she's also got this kind of like really, I can only describe it as an obtuse smile. It is an obtuse angular smile where she's just got this, this cat-like, not cat-like, a frog-like mouth, right? Then she's also got the perfect Pikachu blush. But the thing is, the blush is not sticker-like. You know, the, like the Pikachu blush is like a big red sticker that they smack on it. This is like a nice brushed-in, you know, it's done with like pencil scratches and lines. Yeah. And then, of course, as we've mentioned, her dress, very oval-shaped. Like the bottom of the dress is just straight up a circle. It is just yes. straight up a ring, a hoop, and and it is barely, like, bigger on the top than it is on the bottom, so there's kind of a consistency to it that makes it just a little egg-like. Again, yeah, it gives it that oval shape. Gives it that oval shape. And then she's got the tiniest little hands, and I cannot deal with those tiny, tiny hands. I can't deal with it. They're so cute. I just want a child. Like, I want to... Ha this is propaganda, dude. This is all that Japan has done is just they've made me want to have a kid. And this... Death Stranding did this as well with the BB. Now this with Anya. They're, they're, they're trying. I see them. They're trying to raise their own population. Why but the did, problem wait, is... BB is like, oh, I want to have a kid after fucking with BB. Anytime you fucking trip and fall, kid starts crying, you gotta fucking deal with it. You're telling me that experience made me like, yeah, child, child. Later birth. in the, you get, keep keep going, the, uh, keep going in the game. Definitely okay. BB. BB has character development. Oh, okay. If you can believe it. Okay. Um, yeah, but like, like you just see, they're just trying to raise the declining birth rates in Japan, and and it's working on idiots like myself who just like cute things. But like, I I have two cats, right? I have two cats. They're my my mother's cats, and like, I can barely fucking stand them. Whenever they're in my room, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, get out, get off my fucking keyboard, get off my bed, stop fucking with my trash, leave my leave my room. Like I gotta fucking pick these assholes up, and then and then I look in their cute little eyes, and I have to resist. I have to resist letting them do what they want because I'm the the boss. goddammit. it. I'm the human here. I got the thumbs. I got the brain power. All right. I'm the one who sh I'm at the top of the food chain. I can eat you if I wanted. Okay. So you better stop messing with my stuff. My cat fucking turned off my PC today. She jumped on top of my PC, directly pressed the fucking button, shut it off. <laughs> Fuck my Were cat. Were you working on dude. anything? I hope, I hope not. No, it really wasn't important. But still, but the principle know, of the thing, it's, it's the principle. Annoying. The fact that I know she can do it at all is is that's a problem. But but I'm already sitting here like, man, I should adopt a child. I should just go get some fill out some papers and adopt. God, I feel a kid. bad for that fucking kid. Oh, dude, I'd be the worst dad. Like, especially like right now. Oh, my God, I'd be such a shitty dad. I would just ignore that fucking kid to play games. But dude, Spy Family just makes a family look so look fun wholesome and good and fun yeah okay so so here's the thing spy family is a comedy which i did not know necessarily i'm not surprised obviously but like i didn't really know what it was when i started reading it i just saw that the anime came out and instead of doing the thing everyone else is doing and watching the anime i fucking read the manga and 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 first of all I had a big rant to you about fucking scanlations that just oh. it was the it was the done deal of me saying Fuck, I'll put the $2 down on the table. I'll, I'll get fucking shown and jump. Like, 
before it was just a case of like, why would I do that when I, there was just scans? And then I just, I saw a moment that just made me go, these fucking weebs need to die. These weebs need to die. They need to stop. Where, where there's a picture of, of, uh, so Lloyd Forger is the main character, but that's not his, his real name. He's a secret agent with no real name, right? And, and so Lloyd Forger, eh, he starts the Forger family. Obvious pun there. He, it's a fake family. He, he adopts a child and he, he gets a woman to agree to be in an arrangement where she pretends to be his wife, he pretends to be her husband, and it's both for their mutual benefits. You know, it's, she can continue her work, which is she's an assassin, and he can continue his spy plan, right? And their daughter Anya is telepathic, so she can read minds. Uh, and and all three of them are kind of keeping a, a big secret from each other. They don't know he's a spy. Well, Anya knows that he's a spy, and she knows his her, her mom's an assassin because she can read their minds. But neither parent knows that, nor do either parent know Anya is telepathic. Oh, so okay. everyone's just, everyone's, you know, everyone is, is interesting in that they are able to kind of read each other, and they both suspect each other and also take each other at face value, which is very interesting. Um, it's it's just a cute, fun little premise, but also there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of genuine stakes there. So the, the point of the story is, uh, and I'll get back to saying weebs need to kill themselves in a second. Um, the point of the story is uh, Lloyd is given a mission that, uh, codename Twilight, which is terrible. It's why I call him Lloyd. Uh, He's given a mission that he needs to adopt a child and enroll them in the most prestigious academy in uh, their country of Ostania. Because uh, there's a man who, his son is enrolled in the school and he threatens the peace between East and West. Obviously very Cold War era kind of commentary. So the thing is, you know, obviously he can't do anything without adopting this kid. And then the school requires that you have a wife as well because it's, you know, a very institutional kind of school, you know, very yeah. prestigious. And, and they don't they don't want, like, a single parent. They, family values are very important to no them. No single, single parent households? Can no single off. parent households. They're not allowed. So, so of course, he's got to put together this family. So he, he adopts a, uh, an orphan named Anya. and uh, he adopts he a wife. This, he, he uh, yeah, he, he scoops a, a honey up at the tailor shop because... Um, as an assassin, she just fucking slips by him and he's like, oh, she would go really easily unnoticed. And also she is lonely and does not have a boyfriend. So, and she's like looking for someone to bring to a party. Um, there's, there, there's a lot of really fun shit. It's, it's a great manga. Please read it. Um, but obviously, so they're a forger family, like a forger document, a forged passport. They're forge, a fake like a forgery. family. Yes. Yeah, like a forgery. So Lloyd Forger and b- these fucking weebs translated it as Folger. And it, at first, I didn't think anything of it. Folger, okay, that makes sense. You, you can't know that it's Forger per se, you know, and Folger's a coffee brand. It's a real name. But then there's a picture of his wife. Her name is Your Briar. Y-O-R, R, Briar, your. like Thorn. And and her, her name is Thorn Princess. That's her code name as an assassin. But then it says your Briar, and then they insistently call her in the same bubble Yoru. Because that's how the you know the, the katakana would be. And I just said yeah. I said what what are you doing? Like, I have eyeballs. Now, 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 now people, because again, this is audio only program. I I need to make it clear to everyone listening that on the page in which your is introduced. 
the it is a full page panel of a file from like a filing cabinet from like a police station like, like a like government her, document her, yeah. yeah her government file and it says her name, your Y-O-R, right on the file in the center of the page. And by the way, and this then, is the first time, like, here's the thing. It's the first time we see the name spelled out. But, like, it's in the same chapter where she's introduced. So, it's just go back. Just go back and, and here, I'm going to teach you something, all right? C- Control-F, Yoru, replace with your. Oh, my God. You've, the job is done. It's done. You did it. So so that was the moment where I said, fuck it. Sign me up. Sign me up for, for Shonen Jump. And it's been a pleasant reading experience. There's a great chapter where um, he's got a, it's It's a side chapter. So it's labeled chapter 8.5 because it's, it's it's not part of the main mission of Anya at the school and all this stuff. Like Anya is kind of the main character to an extent because she's the one on the mission. Technically, she's at the school. But every, everyone's got some stuff going on and they're all. Yor is kind of the least consequential, but that's okay because um, they're setting up for her to kind of be more relevant. Her brother is is with the, is a a member of the Gestapo, so okay. like that's like a whole thing. Um, yeah, and I, she doesn't I, know. I don't know how many chapters you are in it, but she. she I'm pretty get early. More. In. Oh, oh yeah, she'll, she'll probably, probably get more. More. Oh yeah, probably like an arc that, or something later. She absolutely has an arc, and especially with her brother, like you know, they just that's a big reveal. So, um, but there's there's a little side chapter where. Uh, they go to the zoo, um, and my microphone has has just been ex- picking this up excessively quietly. I can't wait to have to fucking edit all this garbage. Anyways, so they go to the zoo, and uh, um, there's a whole thing about about like there's a penguin with a microfilm in it. So Anya uses her telepathy to spot the penguin with the microfilm because she can read the penguin's minds and then she points out hey that penguin looks like its stomach hurts because it swallowed the microfilm and so lloyd has to go undercover as a penguin exhibit worker at the zoo right and and he like memorizes the names of all the of all the penguins like and is pretending to be this like zookeeper and and so he he goes in after like the you know the penguin uh, but then the pe- the vet comes in, the vet who who needs to, like, look after the penguin, so he, like, smells his ID, his work ID, and, like, rubs his thumb over it, and he's like, this is a shitty forgery, so the vet's, like, you know, in on the plan, he's here to get the microfilm. Um, but he's escaping, and he's gonna command his men to go and, and circle around and get uh, Lloyd and kill him. So what Anya does is she reads the man's mind, then grabs onto his coattail and says, Mom, I'm being kidnapped! And... <laughs> her mom as an assassin comes and fucking kicks him into the ceiling and she screams like get your hands off my daughter it's so much fun it is actually like i i was smiling fucking ear to ear while reading this manga it's so much fun and uh it's got an anime if you're a bitch so you can watch that instead um but Watch all way. one episode of it that's out right now. Yeah, watch all one episode. And then ha- wait, I'm going to be fucking cruising. By the way, I'm going to be cruising through this series. It's a bi-weekly upload, so a little uh, it'll be a little slow. But either way, I'm I'm having a great time, uh, and I I really like it. But just just if you if you're if you're on the fence about the Lollicon thing, just just be careful. It's not right. right? 
this is a slippery slope. It's not a lollipop. <laughs> Wait, it's a slippery thing. slope for you, the reader. It's a slippery slope for you, the reader, because but you will see you Anya. Problem. That's, that's a you, a you problem. problem. And here's the thing: if if Anya is gonna do it to you, what a great introduction to that character. All right, there was a, a ton of people in 2017 who just woke up to the power of Cunny because they started watching Dragon Maid. I Anya is gonna be the the lolly maker of 2022 there's always one there's always a lolly maker every year right but kana kana was like the big year? one kana's the big one i mean kana's the big one but that was also five years ago <laughs> exactly like so we needed a new champion a new champion the new to, lolly to ruin champion. these people's sexualities and and this is it anya's it so be careful yeah it's uh, uh it's pretty. It's pretty good. Now, shout out to shout out to Spy X family. I'm not calling it Spy Family. It's like okay, but I, this was the content that I I really wanted to have because this real manga, debate. this manga made me realize what exactly it is about manga that's just kicking America's ass in every single fucking way. okay right. And and there's there, this is not the only factor. This is not the one true factor, but I think it's one of the biggest ones, okay? Okay. So, Spy Family, there's a movie called The Pacifier with Vin Diesel or something like that. Do you remember this film? Yeah, yeah I think you've mentioned it to me. I only yeah, it's, vaguely know about the film. It's like a 2005 era, you know, film. There's also like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's a pretty famous one. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Um... This, like, idea of, like, a family of spies. There's the cartoon The Exes. Yeah, was I was Nickelodeon. just about to say The Exes are, like, spy kids. Yeah, spy kids. Like, spies this is really... were really popular when we were growing up. Spies were, like, oh, We just got out of the Cold War. They, people, we were on our... Everyone... They were on our minds. Spies um, were fun, officially, you know? Officially fun like because... A... Yeah, because it, it wasn't scary anymore. But, but like, this idea of, like, a spy family. Very common. But I think the big difference is... With the exception of Spy Kids, which is kind of sentimental, there really is no series that does it all, right? Like, like that has, there's the comedy, there's action, there's creativity, but it's kind of grounded and there's world building. So it's, it's not just like a, like, you know, like Suburbia Spy. Like that's, that's a movie that totally exists. Suburbia Spy starring Jackie Chan, right? <laughs> or like. What I realized is that this is just a great 2000s comedy premise that hits all the notes. And this is what manga does, is, like, everything you might want to experience from media. Do you want to laugh? Do you want to cry? Do you want to be touched and, and heartwarmed? You will get whatever the equivalent of a genre that you like is in the United States, and you will feel 90 more emotions from, from that than you will from an entire television series or an entire, you know, like, every, everything, even, like, the most, like, heinous, dour manga, there is some comedy in everything. Yeah. You will feel so many things from a manga. And I was just thinking, I was like, wow, this is literally the pacifier from, like, 2005. It's just the difference is this isn't like a smarmy, smug baby premise. It's it's about like how important fathers are to children. It's about how like a good man looks out for for everyone. Like it's not you know like Lloyd Forger is objectively a good man. He's a spy, but his reason is not like nationalism. 
or any kind of, you know, he's been misled. His whole thing is that he was, as a child, he felt very powerless. And he, he wants to create a world where no child ever feels unsafe ever again. Like, what an amazing, amazing Batman. motivation. That's yeah, Batman right there. Exactly. Like, that's Batman. And you have to understand, Batman's, like, the only DC character anyone loves. Like, truly, truly loves. Like, there's a lot of these characters that people like or that people are fans of, but I think that Batman is the one that people... Are so. I think Batman's to the only one that is loved on a like as like a globally. That's loved true on a global basis, and it's lovely, like love renowned because because Superman has like a faithful following of people who fucking love him. But he, he's kind of a love. You're either in or you're out with Superman. Where Batman, everyone kind of gets what he's about and can appreciate. I, Batman. And and I think the big thing about Batman as well is that is that Batman makes you feel everything. He's snarky and he's kind of funny, so he'll make you laugh, but he's got this dark backstory, so he'll make you cry. He kind of pushes people away, but he always gets the job done, and he's he's righteous. He's a good man. And, like, that's Lloyd Forger, but Lloyd Forger is, is less impervious than Batman. Like, you know, he... he his mission is in the hands of a six-year-old. And and so, like, he he's doing his best to guide this child... To not just help him, but also to live a good life. And he has to kind of realize, like, like, and, and it's not like a, like a shitty American movie. And, and I would know. Uh, I would know how these are written. Would be the dad doesn't get the kid, right? You know, it's... Yeah, in, or in he's a, not disinterested in the whole... He's disinterested. He, the, his, the kid is just a means to an end for him, right? The thing is, Anya from fucking minute one knows that she is on a mission and that Lloyd's love for her is thin not because he like hates her or anything but because he has a job to do and so she has to really make sure that she's on his best behavior her best behavior and and he quickly opens up and softens to her like it's not like the whole fucking film it's not like midway through the second act he starts to like her and then there's that scene at the end where there's a recording of him saying like once this job's done the kid's going right back to the orphanage and she's like is is this true yeah, the whole liar revealed situation. And yeah, she exactly. Gets, she gets kidnapped or whatever, and he's got to make this choice about, oh, do I? Do yeah, I, do he, I he's got the big score, or do I go? Yeah, he's got to sacrifice this something. Yeah, yeah, and and may, maybe that's the thing. Like, like yeah, you've watched you know, this movie before. You've watched. Yeah, he's this trying to. He's trying. Here's the okay. Here's exactly what happens. Right, he's like on a heist, and he's trying to get some treasure. Right. Yeah. And then at the end, <clears throat> at the end, of course, he he rescues her. But what about the treasure? And he goes. I've already got the treasure. It's in oh, my man. arms. And he's, he's holding her. And that's when all the audience is supposed to fucking Dude, cry their eyeballs out. this fucking don't watch movies out. anymore. Like, that whole explanation you just gave, that's why I don't watch fucking movies. And that's why you read manga, because what manga does is it does all the things that these things do, but it, it fucking builds, and it takes the time, and it's subtle, and it's in waves. It's in and out. There's ebb and flow. It, it comes in, and it comes out. And, and, and the speeches they give are just so so small but so impactful and they just say these words that are just so simple you don't have to be a fucking linguist to understand this shit nothing beats an awesome manga monologue dude oh yeah there there are some like truly fucking amazing manga monologues and what works about them is that they always have the fucking most impactful single lines like you you think of like all the famous lines minus seven (laughs) 
You think of all these like really famous lines, right, from like these movies and things like that, or like these TV shows, and it's always like a snarky line or some kind of like you know like well delivered line. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! And it's always about the delivery. It's all it's literally always about the delivery. Like Rizzo Razzo's, I'm walking here. Like that's just a funny delivery, right? Or like uh, the Michael Corleone, just when I think I'm back, I'm out, they pull me back in. Yeah, and it was memed by The Sopranos and all these things. Or like, um, uh, hey, hey, boys, I'm back from like Independence Day. Just, just all these very funny, funny lines that are delivered in these funny ways. But like, or, or like the really like iconic hard hitting lines. You had this me at Sparta. hello. This is Sparta. Are you not entertained? Like all these lines that are kind of iconic. Like they're always iconic situationally and contextually. It's never what they are saying. Truly, I, I can only think of a handful of these. Um, like the Anton. I got ego a bad speech. feeling about this. That's one that you can just use whenever. Yeah, the Anton ego speech at the end of Ratatouille. That's a really great one. Where like the words stick with you, like the meaning behind the words. But like, there's a great one in Berserk, which is. There is no paradise for you to 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 escape to. And then afterwards, it's I can't be violent like the swordsman and I can't run away like Rosine did. But maybe I'll try biting and scratching and kicking my way through. Maybe then I can change something. Yeah, it's like good stuff. It's just like, damn, you feel that you feel that immediately in your fucking bones and the panel work is there and it's great. Or shit like like even even something like fucking like that should be whack like at the end of Chainsaw Man like create a world with lots of hugs like yeah. that moment is really earned it's fucking ninety six chapters of just bleak nihilism and then just the most like genuinely sincere sentiment you've ever heard after just holding back on that that kindness you know it's uh it's good I uh, yeah Chainsaw Man deserves a, a reread soon oh yeah very yeah. soon I'm getting I'm, I'm just the... waiting for uh. The, I'm, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for no, no. I'm, I'm the anime will come when it's it's coming. I'm waiting for part two to just get announced. That's fair. I was just gonna say I don't think that anime is gonna gonna live up. I just don't think so. I think Tatsuki Fujimoto is just too much of a, a paneling. You know, like just he he works so hard to make his mangas move and tell. I just yeah. don't think that an anime is gonna it's, do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, my thing is this: what we saw in the trailer gives me lots of promise. But if, but the whole whole show don't look like that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be yeah. a problem because it's not gonna Chainsaw Man's not gonna look right if it just has like generic anime look. You know, like if it just has. Well, that... it, it already the thing is, it already has generic anime look to an extent. Like Tatsuki Fujimoto's like fucked up line work is not there, and the faces are already kind of different. I mean, it it it's not a problem, but like. You're already losing so much when it's not drawn by that man because his facial expressions are so specific and so yeah. like like you get so much reading out of their eyes at almost every time even though all of his characters eyes kind of look the same they also just read with such sadness like at all yeah. times you can just well, tell they, that they, they always just... look so sunken in they're always they're heavily detailed you always can see the individual like eyelashes well, yeah, well, um, the eye is the window to the soul, especially in, in film, and he's a big film person, so, like, I yeah, totally he, get that. He, yeah, no, it's great. Do you like, uh, do you like the one shot? Do you like, uh, Goodbye? Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I need to. Oh, wow. It's good. It's really, really good. I'm sure. Uh, I like I'm, I'm sure I'll like it. it. I didn't read, uh, I haven't read Look Back yet. I still, Look Back's I, amazing. Look yeah. Back's really good. I, uh, yeah, it, it seemed the consensus was Look Back is better, 
than Goodbye Airy, but they're both pretty great. Goodbye Airy has has a couple of people who say it's the best, um, but mostly everyone kind of is still with Look Back because Look Back is Tatsuki Fujimoto's story. That's that's okay. him as oh, a person okay. kind of telling his story, and and it's in a very interesting way. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of cool, interesting, you know, stuff going on with with manga. And uh, yeah, I uh, I just finished uh, Tokyo Ghoul Re, by the way. Not oh yeah, finished that. Dude, this is a masterpiece. This is a masterpiece. I can't believe, I can't believe. Now that it's all said and done, I'm like, oh man, I can't believe they fucked up the adaptation. <laughs> I can't believe they they massacred my boy like this. How can they? How can they do? How can they do that? And I read about some of the changes. I'm like, oh heinous. Oh, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. Please read it. I bought the game. I bought Tokyo Ghoul Re Call to Exist on PlayStation 4 <laughs> and Miles. Let me tell you something, Miles. I, I gotta be I gotta keep it a buck with you, dude. I haven't played a bad game in a long time. Like, I I haven't played some shit in a while. And let me say, I got a soft spot. I do. I this shit sucks, but I got a soft spot for these like shitty <laughs> like cheaply made third person melee action combat anime games. Well, you did you did play the the Phantom Blood game, for example. I did play the Phantom Blood game. And I'll say this, the Phantom Blood game is probably better than what I played in this Tokyo Ghoul game. Now, this Tokyo Ghoul game Miles, is a is a, according to the Steam page is a co-op survival action game. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where I, well, you it's can, co-op. All right, that's the yeah, new Xenoverse. Then we gotta dude, get come in. Come on, hey man, hey. I, I'm thinking. There's a. I was looking at the trophy list. I'm like, oh dude, it's all grindy. It's all just like you just gotta play the game and you'll get the platinum, with the exception of two trophies that you need to win five games in team deathmatch, and like win five games of the other online mode. And I couldn't get any matches. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't wow, fucking no one's believe it. One AM, I couldn't game. get any any multiplayer matches in Tokyo Ghoul Re called to exist <laughs> on PlayStation Four. Which, by um, the way, since we were talking about subtitles, that's an that's an eleven out of ten subtitle called <laughs> Call to, to exist. exist. Yeah, it, it's pretty it, it's pretty fucking dude. I read the manga and I'm like, I don't even hundred percent sure what <laughs> Call to Exist is even referring to. It, it's it's like if 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 you play the the JoJo Part Five Capcom game, like even if you oh, read it, I have like played it's, that game. It's just incomprehensible anyway. Dude, Joe Pesci, or whatever the fuck his name is, that's, that's an actor's name, right? Yeah, <laughs> Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci is is the guy. He's the stout bandit from uh, Home Alone. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but but Pesci, the the, the bo- beach boy uh, guy, his boss fight in that PS2 game for Golden Wind is so fucking hard. Like... <laughs> Because you're you're forced to play as Bruno, and Sticky Fingers is a fucking two meter close range stand, so you have to like do all these crazy dodges around Beach Boy as he just shoves this, throws this hook at your fucking face. God, that game's miserable. That game's really I as a JoJo fan, you really want to like that game because it tries so hard to be an a manga accurate adaptation of what happened in a video game 
And have you, Miles? Have you played? No, of course JoJo? not. No, of okay. course not. I, 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 I emulated it. I got a English copy CD, fucking translation. Everything is dope. Um, the game is split up into levels, and each level is just one of the stand fights, and you play as one of the six, um, Pashone, uh, members. So, and you get. And you can do the boss fights as is. You just fight them. Or you can do what happens in the manga and get, like, some in-game points for doing the fight in a manga-accurate way. So, for example, in the first fight that you do against Bruno as Giorno, or the second fight against Bruno, once you're off the train, you can find... His, uh, you can find Giorno's, uh, or Bruno's tooth on the ground when he goes invisible. You can find the tooth and you can punch it and then the tooth will fly back to him and then it, he gets stunned and you can do a bunch of damage to him. And then you get points for finding the, the tooth because that's what happens in the in the manga fight. And like, you hear that shit and you're like, damn! You think, oh, this is going to be awesome. But here's the thing. We are both gamers. And so we know that that shit sucks. It's like, because my thing is, I'll play something that's shitty if it just may. It's like, well, it, it stands. You know, like, who cares? I, I get to play as, I get to use stands. I get to run around and fight Black Sabbath, okay? You know, I guess it's okay. Everything's all fine. But, um... But yeah, it's just it's just not good. And that's the same thing with the fucking Tokyo Ghoul game. Just the combat is just like it's like it's like slow, like re- a really slow muso with only like four or five enemies on screen at a time unless you're doing the horde mode. And like like Kaneki and like the pl- player characters just they just move so slowly. Which I'm like, what? Like they move so slowly that mashing evade is just twice as fast as walking. So you just evade all over the fucking screen, and it's it's just so it's awesome. The game starts up, Miles. Tokyo Ghoul restarts up. It plays like a like a like a four or five minute intro of the chapter one of what happens in the manga. And then it just skips ahead to chapter 70 (laughs) and says, okay, the real game starts here. I'm like, whoa, I get it that the first half of Tokyo Ghoul is not the most action-packed shit, but we're really just going to skip all that? We're just going to skip to the Algiri tree hideout? Okay. Okay. But, Miles, you beat the first stage in this game. And it says, you unlocked subsistence mode. And you're like, what the what the fuck's that mean? And then you open it up. And you get to make your own Tokyo Ghoul OC. And I'm like, they're bringing me back. This game was shitty, but now they're bringing me back. So you get sent to Miles. I'm not kidding. The, the, probably the most bare bone basic character creator I've ever seen. I mean, dude, you can't even change the eye color. <laughs> like, like you so can it's change like, what, like five hairstyles, five body types. Yeah, you can change. Yeah, body type, hairstyle, hair color, in in coat color, and like that's it. It's so. <laughs> it's like so funny. So I hope you like amber eyes. 
because that's what you're gonna get. That's what you get. And then you you can either play as a as a ghoul or an investigator, and then you get to pick what kind of uh of um kahuho you have if you're a ghoul or what kind of uh what kinke weapon you use if you're an investigator and that shit's dope it just sucks that like the actual game is mid as fuck and if i don't know if you saw this miles that uh shuheisha actually opened up a, a game publishing house like this i did week. not this is interesting though yeah interesting so, development. so they have their own development studio now like own in-house shuheisha publishing studio and dude could you imagine how fucking cool it would be if we actually got like a like a real like a real game studio. Oh yeah, that, do, that just made like, one these, of these kinds these of games. manga yeah, principal like these manga um IP games. Property. Manga property yeah. games. Yeah, like I'm already just picturing like a cool steel ball run game that actually just is a fucking horse race and then you fight stands in between the horse racing. Like that shit would be fucking fascinating. Yeah. Just make Red I mean, Dead Redemption two, but it's JoJo. Yeah, and, and, like, I don't have any disrespect. I don't really have any disrespect towards, like, CyberConnect 2. I mean, they're not the best, far from it. But, you know, given what they're what they're out here trying to achieve, like, and people dunk on the, the 3D arena, anime arena fighter, and it's annoying. But the reason why they do it is it's because kind of this best, is just yeah. the best adaptation of this work. Yeah, it's, it's just the best... It's the best way to do a... High budget looking, over the top action game with characters. Like I think about the My Hero game, like One's Justice or One's Justice Two. Like the My Hero cast is so diverse in terms of like their skill set and what they're able to do. You know what Deku's able to do is completely different than Uraraka or Ida or Bakugo or or any of those characters. Um, even same thing with with Demon Slayer. So like I kind of get why. It's all this sort of uh, either like Musou or like a 3D character action uh, arena fighter like the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Games. Um, oh, like I gotta say, this uh, this One Piece game, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this, One Piece Odyssey. It's, it's de- it, dude, it's developed by Ilka, the same team that made Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and I cannot believe it's the same studio. I actually cannot fucking believe what, it. It looks what like a real game. What money can buy, man. What money Dude, it can looks buy. like a real it looks like a real ass game. And you know what the thing is too, Miles, the X Factor? It's a straight up JRPG. Oh, it's okay. a it's a full on JRPG and your party is is the the One Piece crew. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's, that's all, dude, that's all awesome. That's a great idea. Because all nine of those characters are I think it's I think they had ten now. All ten of those characters make for a great RPG party. A yeah. great JRPG. Player. You have you have Zoro, who's kind of you know like Zoro's your your agile, quick character. Yeah, your samurai, De- and then you have like damage. weaker. Then you have like you have your Usopp, weaker characters. You put in the back row. Yeah, like like if we're yeah, talking Final Nami. Fantasy, U- Usopp goes in the back row. You have Chopper. He's your you know your healer, your medic, your buff character. That but kind could of thing. be a powerhouse as well. Chopper is That's like true. one of those kind of your red mage, honestly. Well, um, um, yeah, he would be a red mage. Brook, but Brook's kind of like your agile character. You know what Brook would be? He would be like the item and charm character. He'd, he'd yeah. be, yeah, like... Well, he, he is he would, the bard, right? He he is the bard of their group. He plays instruments. 
right? Yeah. He's so he would, yeah, Sorry, I only made in... it after Skype. I only made it like 300 chapters. He, yeah, he's the item and charm character. He's the, you know, the stat ailment and, um, and you know, the character who, if, if you have a free turn, he throws out your items. Like, some interesting, some interesting opportunities with that, especially if you can swap them out like Final Fantasy X. Like, yeah, there'd be some really oh, yeah. cool mechanics there. I just, I'm sure it would be yeah, a really good game, honestly. Yeah, it actually looks like promising and it's like oh wow if you put time and effort in like have a real idea in effort and money and capital blind it can be a pretty good fucking game as opposed to trying to get it out the door also another this is an anime game that is definitely shovelware written all over it but i'm gonna play it anyways when it comes out and it's the dragon maid shoot 'em up game Yes, Have you seen I will shit? be playing that too. I will be it, playing that too. It looks good. It look again. It's cheap as fuck, and it's going to be way too expensive. But I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. I I'm just I'm just here to shoot as Toru, man. Yeah, I just want to fly around, and I'm just excited to play a Dragon Maid game that's like not a visual novel. Yeah, you know, I can't, I can't do visual novel. I'm not enough of a weeb to like sit through a visual novel. I games I, it. I really, really, really hope the quintessential quintuplets game gets localized. If that gets localized, I'll play it. I'll gladly. Is that is I'll that a VN or is that, that like a, a real ass game? It's a. I mean, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a VN, but it it looks good. And I'll fucking. Play That's it. fine. Yeah, it's I'm got my, my 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 favorite my five favorite redheads in it. How could I not play it? Bro, um, I, 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 I cannot dunk on you because I spent a hundred and sixty fucking dollars on a on a fucking statue that took five hundred years to get here. Let me let me explain what happened for me to to purchase my my Satania statue. That, yeah, it that looks I, nice by by the way. I'd like to see what it looks like when it's out of the box. Out if you box. plan on taking it out of the box, I don't know. I, you know, I I don't know yet because my cat is so destructive, and I, I just I see. Look. This character gets bullied too much. I can't add another creature to the list of things that assail Satania. It's a long list, and I can't I can't be responsible for for adding my cat to that list. But like, I'm just like scared my cat's gonna fucking knock it off something or try to bite its fucking head off or whatever. Yeah, I I I, I uh I take back what I said. I think you should keep it in the box for now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna likely keep it in the box unless I unless I can find a good place to put it that's really high up because I don't I don't have anything in my room that's too high for this cat to uh, to to reach. So I gotta I gotta figure that out. Um, but like this shit took fucking. So I ordered it like a fucking year ago when it was announced. Of the post office kept not ringing my doorbell. And then leaving notices that no one answered the door. And then they would come at the most inconvenient times if they did ring my doorbell. So I, like, reordered the package to come on Wednesday. Didn't fucking come. I played Elden Ring for 20 minutes before I got bored and stopped. And in that time, they rang the doorbell and left their final notice. And and in the in the conv- on Saturday, I should mention, this was on Saturday, four days after the delivery. So then, of course, I reorder it again. They don't. It's supposed to come on Monday. They don't fucking come. My dad comes and picks it up, and then my mom's like, "So what was in it?" And I like had to tell her in the most embarrassed tone. I was like, hey, "Yeah, it's a figurine from Japan." I feel really like it was so embarrassing because if it was just if it just came and I just got it. Like, that's not an embarrassment, but, like, the fact that it caused everyone this much trouble, that's so shameful. Yeah, now, now let me ask you this one, Alice. I hate to, I hate to, to tell you to do this t- to your mom like that, but, 
But why didn't you just lie, dude? <laughs> like, what the fuck was I get? Like, they knew it was an item from Japan. Like, what the fuck was oh, I gonna okay. lie about? Okay, fair. Okay, so they had that. They had that much information, and it was a, it was um, a relatively big box. Like, the best I could have done was say it was tech. You know, like some tech. But okay. <laughs> There was just no- I couldn't think of anything in fucking time. I it's truly some, could it's not. It's some black tech from Japan, Ma. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, if I, if I was like, yeah, it's a homebrewed 3DS. It was hacked to play Japanese yeah, oh, yeah. games. Don't worry about it, Mom. Yeah, it's a, it's a 3DS with capture card, uh, with a capture card on it. So that I can, so that I can stream my Ocarina of Time 3D speedruns. <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke. You wouldn't catch me fucking dead playing Ocarina of Time 3D. Do you not like that that version of the game? No, I actually I have no problem with it. I, I I joke that I have more of a problem with it than I do. Here's the thing: when you love a game, like when you truly love like everything about a game, because I there is like very little about Ocarina of Time that I don't like outright, do not like, or would want changed. I I think yeah, it's just the frame rate, it's the pause menu, having to you know equip all that, um, and I think having to hear the song you just played played back i don't really like that as a feature but like everything else about that game i just i'm like don't change it like the the environments even the graphics like don't fucking change it you know what i mean i would love hd textures i would even love like new models for these characters but like only if they looked like the in-game models and they moved like the in-game models the ocarina of time 3d is what i can only describe as over animated like, every animation is way more than it needs to be in, in the most, like, bizarre... Like, even if you look at, like, Wind Waker. Wind Waker's such a cartoon of a game. But, like, the animations in those games are not nearly as ridiculous as in Ocarina of Time 3D. Like, I look up look up footage of Link pulling a grave in that game, and he just, he's just, like... I can't even explain it. It's like he's being dragged by puppet strings. Just, like, his fucking head's flying backwards. His arms are just, like lurching backwards is like when you when you pull a tombstone in ocarina of time like it really is just like a scooch backwards right yeah but in like, like the 3ds ugh. version yeah it's like really heavy in the 3ds version he's he's just fucking flailing around like a muppet it looks like an asshole or like um the other thing is like the lighting values because it's on a ds you know it's got to be backlit um but like the the final boss is just ruined the final boss is just ruined like Ganon yeah the lights are too blown out in that yeah, Ganondorf looks like such a nerd when he comes out of the rubble and shows you with the Triforce on the back of his hand. He just looks like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll I'll say this though. I think that's the uh, the final boss has like the biggest. That's the worst of it. Issue, but the but rest of I it is fine. I think that's the. O I would go as far as say like that's like the only real lighting issue I have with the game is that final boss. I don't really have any problems with anywhere else in the game. I, I think the only other issue is obviously uh, the censorship to the Shadow Temple and the bottom of the well. That, that's a little disappointing that it's not as like bloody and hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. That, fair. I, that I think is really disappointing and, and it's one of the reasons why I'm happy to have this PC port outside of all the, the myriad of improvements that it's going to get frame rate wise and, you know, models and HD textures. Dude, fucking hot, I, seeing that game in widescreen, dude, was insane. It's so it's good. Crazy. It's it so cool. Crazy. Oh, and the 3D camera. Like, and it's crazy because you can see the 3D camera being like a mouse thing. So it's just fucking whipping around really fast. Like, no motion blur either. It's awesome. Um,. But yeah, like, it's just the fact that, like, I want the spooky rendition of, of, uh, I want the actually scary one, not the spooky one. Because there is a difference between scary and spooky. Spooky, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we played enough spooky games as a kid to know 
You got like scary godmother. Should be called spooky godmother. The movie's not scary at all. It's my fucking re- my letterbox review of scary godmother. It's more like spooky, spooky godmother. godmother. I'm not implying the film is bad. I'm just uh, implying it's not scary. Scary. It's, spooky. it's still got like a four star review on Letterboxd. Like I still love the film. But my problem with it is that or like three and a half stars. It would be four stars if it was actually scary. The film is merely spooky. Unfortunately for the scary godmother, this film, this theatric event is merely spooky. (laughs) Speaking of movies, before we get back to your Sam Kamen obsession, because I do have something that I, I I watched Purple Rain. (laughs) Like the Prince song? The Prince semi-biographical film. It's not a bad... I mean, it is. It's horribly directed. Does like, rain, the con- is there purple rain in the movie? There's like no rain in the movie. It's kind of baffling. <laughs> That's the letterbox review. Unfortunately for purple rain, the lack of any kind of precipitation really ruined the immersion. Yeah, the lack of any kind of lavender-esque pre- precipitation. Yeah. Precipitation uh, on, on the violet spectrum. But like there, what's funny is like so so Prince's like opening act, who's I I don't even remember his name, but you know he 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 apparently opened Jester. for Prince for thirty five years. Because I I I thought you said Vector, like Vector the Crocodile. <laughs> I'm just picturing him doing like Motown, singing about the computer room. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so I was opening it. Yeah, so I was uh, watching this movie with my family. Um, just, it was just something to do, like, while we were waiting for dinner, right? And my mother and I talked about how I'd never seen Purple Rain, and I didn't really know Prince that well. Um, and as a JoJo fan, that's disgraceful. Uh, and so we're watching no, this movie. No, fuck and him. He's the whole reason we didn't get this fucking JoJo Golden Wind PS2 game in the States. Do you know Is that about true? this? No. Oh, dude. So, uh, from my knowledge... The game was all set to go for localization, all ready to rock and roll, and they could not get the rights for a golden experience. And they're like, well, I guess we just won't do it. Yeah. And it especially sucks knowing now, you know, X years later, it's like, oh, when they did it, they just called them golden wit. Like, like... And just the, like the worst, like the worst solution ever. It's like the worst, easiest solution ever for this whole ordeal. But whatever. His his opening act plays the villain of the film, and he, he's like this like womanizing idiot who like at one point attempts to rape like Prince's girlfriend. And I was just thinking, how fucking good of a friend do you have to be to, like, get this script, right? Like, Prince comes in like, yeah, so Warner Brothers wants me to do this ego project where I play myself. I need you, my best friend of 35 years, to play an idiotic rapist in this film. And for him to be like, oh, hell yeah, sure, sure, love to. Because, like, not only does he do it, here's the thing, so... Not only is he an idiot and a moron, he's petty, he's got no game, like, he's, like, hitting on a girl at one point, and he's fucking bad at it, and, like, she's, like, clearly disinterested, he tries to rape her while he's drunk, like, 
And he's just, and, and, and he like, at one point, like, so Prince's dad, I guess, tried to kill himself. King. Maybe he, what was that? P- Prince's dad, King. King, yes. Prince's dad. King Prince's is for a day! Uh, yeah, he's tried to kill himself. Yeah, and Prince's and, girlfriend, uh, uh, Princess. <laughs> princess, yeah. And his mother, Duchess. Uh, so, so, like, and then he, like, makes a joke about, like, like, his, how his dad tried to kill himself, and I was like, how good of a friend do you have to be to get this script, to read this script, and then be like, yeah, this character's fine, I'll absolutely play this character, (laughs) even though it's going to color everyone's impression of me, uh, as a, as a huge asshole dickhead piece of Ma- shit miles you remember that bit we did like 60 70 episodes i was ago about to where- say i th- that's what it reminded me of where i was describing the rob the rob uh or the rob schneider uh vehicle yeah. with you like that was yeah. exactly what it reminded me of <laughs> yeah where you where, where you where the whole goal is to just make your make your friend play the worst human being imaginable yeah, and and I was, I, and it, that's that was all that was going through my head is when I was saying, "What kind of friend do you have to be to do this?" And the answer is Sam. It's me. Yeah, it's Sam. Like, the, the, but it's just so funny, especially because he's like a professional, and like he's got like no PR people were like, "Yeah, this is not a good look for you." Like, no, no one said that at any point. Like, he was just like, "Yeah, I'll play now, this Miles, rapist." It, it, it is. It is just a movie. It is I, just a, I, I a know, film. I, it's fake. Thing. I know, but like, as like an artist, right? You know, an artist, like, how, you know, especially the opening act for Prince. Like, you might think he might have some ego about, like, no, I want to play a hero. It's like, no, he's just down. He's just down to play this, like, this this irredeemable character, and then continues to work with Prince for the next like eighty fucking years or however long they, they've been doing yeah, their shit. It's yeah, I guess that's a little that's a little funny because because. Because because he's not a he's not an actor he's just no a he's his opening fucking act. When you go to see Prince, you also go to see the man who degraded himself in Prince's autobiographical movie, in which he plays a tragic hero. I, oh man, that's it's funny. My, Miles, did I ever tell you about the time I went and saw like a, a show? I went I went to go see Jimmy World Live and I didn't know about this whole I didn't know this this to understand how where my head's at people. I didn't know that when you go to a show like this, other people play before the people yeah. you go and there's a ticket. I didn't understand this whole concept. So I'm in this I'm in this venue hall for 30 minutes being like, where the fuck's Jimmy? Like <laughs> Like, like, who are like literally? Who are these guys? I mean, the it was even was more confusing. Like half an hour ago, it was even more confusing when after the opening act played, Jimmy Carter got on stage, and then when he left, Jimmy Stewart got on stage. After him was Jimmy Neutron, and Jimmy Neutron was terrible. <laughs> Took three hours just to get to the right Jimmy, who is of course Eats World. It's. I think. I think it's just. Just. Uh. No. 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 S on that eats. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy eat eats world. world. Sounds like a bad Chinese translation. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy eat world. Johnny Jimmy smoke world. That's crack. What That's what you get on your fortune cookie. <laughs> it just says Jimmy eat world. Jimmy eat world. <laughs> um. 
Oh, I had a point. Yeah, when I went to see Fall Out Boy when I was like 12 years old, uh, Gym Class Heroes came out. Oh, yeah, I, okay. Yeah, okay. and like they scared me. They they scared me because they had. I guess they I guess they were gym class villains. So so the thing about gym class heroes is that they have like a mascot, right? It's like this fat guy with like blue skin, you okay. know, and it's like his stomach's like hanging out of his. He looks a lot like you before you lost all your weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got blue skin. Everyone knows. Yeah, knows. yeah. Everyone, I'm such a knows. Sonic fan. I painted my skin blue. <laughs> oh, I was, I was actually gonna say you just uh, got finished swimming in Paul Giamatti's pool. Yeah, that works. That works too. <laughs> um, but like their mascot scared me, dude. I was too young to be at that show. That was when I the famous uh, the famous um, Happy Tree Friends music video. As oh, well. that infamous moment happened happened here. Yeah, traumatizing night. It was a traumatizing night. That was the first time I ever heard the word fuck. Like. Like said, I'd only I'd only ever like seen it, you know, written out, right? Interesting. Or like in shitty YouTube videos, like I, you know, it'd be bleeped out. So you see the, you know, the asterisk. And you'd like, see the word, but it would be blurred. Yeah, you know, the bleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to actually bleep that, which is gonna be annoying. But <laughs> the way it came through on Discord sounded exactly how I re- re- remembered it because <laughs> I know the exact. <laughs> I know the exact video you're you're quoting. Yeah, there. It's legendary. Uh, oh man. But God, yeah, I so miss, I've I've I kept you it. enough from talking about your latest obsession, Sam. Please God. go off. I was just I was I, I, I was thinking about it in the interim. It's like every week you come with villains, I come with passions. That's the yin and the yang of Crank House. Um. So, anyways, this week's obsession is the hit Paramount TV show Ink Master. Ooh. Now, Miles, I, would I know about this bit, for some reason. a bit about Ink Master. So, I got recommended an Ink Master highlight clip from. Oh the yeah, YouTube this is channel. how I know about the show. You told me about it. Yeah, because I I just got recommended the clips. They have good, they have a good YouTube presence because Paramount because excuse me, Ink Master is produced by the same production team as Bar Rescue on what was Spike, now is the Paramount Network. So, Paramount now has access to these YouTube channels. They upload a bunch of clips and compilations of of stuff happening at Ink Master. And I watched one of these clips and was just completely enamored with the the entire thing. Ink Master is probably the greatest reality game show. Like, or, or, or let me rephrase that, because there's a difference, Miles, between a reality game show like You're Smarter Than a Fifth Grader or like Jeopardy versus Amazing, where Race. it's an actual game. Like, yeah. it is an actual game with game theory and rules. The, or this, or I, I guess we'll say this: the the seasonal style of reality game show you're talking more about like survivor survivor iron yeah. chef what i you could call that a challenge based show because yeah. every week it's some it's something different whereas jeopardy is the same game you come on to jeopardy to play jeopardy exactly and if you win you stay and then it's uh, cycled out the losers get cycled out with other people who play uh whereas on when you watch survivor amazing race it's a cast 
in the cast is a group of characters and you grow to like some, you grow to not like some, and you get attached to them as the season goes on. So when they get voted off or they get removed or whatever, it's like sad. And that's what's yeah. fun about these types of shows. Um, here's what makes Ink Master fucking in- awesome. So first of all, the host, Dave Navarro, is a fucking homie. Apparently, by the way, I was like, oh, is he like an artist too? Or is he like a guy in the ink community? No, he's just a musician. <laughs> yeah, I know the name Dave Navarro. I think he I think he composed a soundtrack for like a game that I care about. He might have. He might have. Because I, I know like, the name Dave Navarro. He seems like a, a he, he seems like a legit legit dude and a super ho- homie guy. Um, but what I like about him, and this is what I message you about, because I'm like, this is the, this is the most base shit of all time. When he kicks someone off the show, he'll, he'll say, he'll say, Miles, you do not have what it takes to be Ink Master. And I think that is the hardest shit ever. Like, what, what I love about it too is it's not the Ink Master. It's Ink Master, a title. You do not have what it takes to be Ink Master. That is like a that is like a big gone thought level. What what I'm picturing is like when you die in an arcade game and you just get That's what it says. You, you do, do not have what it takes to be Ink Master. Game you over. You do not have what it takes to be Ink Master. And it's like over like, you know, a silhouetted guy crossing his arms, you know. Yeah, Gan is laughing eyes. at you. Yeah. <laughs> you do not have what it takes to be Ink Master. I'm just picturing, yeah, Sinistar. You do not have what it takes to be Ink Master. But, it... <laughs> but yeah, so like that shit is so hard. The rest of the judges, Chris N- Nunez and like this, and then they'll typically have like a guest judge or something. They're brutal. They're brutal. You see some of that this art, and you're like, oh, I guess that's pretty good. And they're like, yeah, it's horrible. Line works all over the place. Completely blasted out your lines, all this stuff. But what really made me fall in love with Ink Master, where I was like, oh. This is what this is the money right here. This is what makes this shit real. Is that there are a couple things, a couple smaller things, but I'll get to the big one. Is that when they do the tattoo challenges, the tattoos are done on real people. Like real ass people. And you gotta remember, Miles. These are tattoos. These are tattoos. They stay. They don't just go away when the show's done. They have this tattoo forever. So think about that, Miles. You get on the show and you and you were the you were you were the the worst tattoo. You you have to live with this. You didn't have what it took. Well, let me say this, Miles. So let me, hold on, let me break down this whole can, as they call human canvases, as they are referred to on the show, the human canvases, have so much control over the course of the game of Ink Master, like the meta challenge game of Ink Master, that truly anything could happen at any time in the season. Anyone could go home at any time. Even someone who's probably the best could go home because they just had a canvas that sucked to work with. And there are like, there were, there were, there have been situations on the show where a, they get 
pick to work with the canvas and the canvas can't get through the tattoo. They can't handle it and they have to leave. And they got to tattoo something. So some of these artists to win on the show will tattoo them fucking selves. <laughs> which is also the raw shit. That, that, that to me feels like... It's like in Revolutionary Girl Utena when her fucking sword breaks and she still wins a fight. Just one one of those like moments where you're like, that's not real. That's not real. That that is such a that is such an anime like that's a JoJo moment where like a character will use an attack on themselves to win a fight. It, yeah, it but it's just like but the dichotomy between the artist and the canvas is such is such an X factor. In every single fucking challenge. Because you can totally get shot. And what they do to make it interesting, the game element is in between the actual elimination challenges where you have six hours to do a biomechanical or whatever style of tattoo um, go. There's these smaller, quicker flash challenges. And the winners of those flash challenges get to choose what artist goes with what canvas. And that's how, and that's a, that's a bigger advantage than anything in a lot of these other types of games. The fact that it's all a cast of people who are like, in order to be on the show, you have to be a tattoo artist and you have to be a really good tattoo artist. So everyone in the cast is a fucking freak. Uh, and they're, and they all look like psychopaths and they look like, Miyazaki creatures with all their tattoos and stuff. It's just awesome. They have like the ringed necks. Yeah, like there's this one guy who has like an eye, like a third eye on his neck tattooed on him. I'm like, just like like fucking Shiva. Like, yeah, yeah, literally, like like that shit. Um, just people just again just covered in tats. They all half the cast has like these heinous. I don't know why anyone wears this shit. The the earlobe. Rings yeah, with the ring that yeah, are the so ugliest miles. thing you've They're ever seen. So big. They're so big. I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but they do it. Dude, um, I always think about that like whenever my like my friends back in Los Angeles would get shit like that. I'm like, you do realize you're gonna be 40 one day, right? And you're th- this is just gonna be there forever. Like you're always gonna have to look like a tough guy, or it's just not gonna work for you. Yeah. So your your look. It's done. Your look has been chosen for you. Yeah. There's no evolution from here. Yeah, I can't do it. And, like, Miles, what's so funny about this is this whole show has given me a completely new appreciation for the entire tattooing, the artistry of tattooing. This is a complicated shit. God bless the people that do this. Really fucking cool. Also, this show proved to me that I never want to get a fucking tattoo in my entire life. Yeah, me Not for me. I think what, this shit's really cool. This shit is not for me on my body. Not, not, not it for me. What I think is funny about tattoos is like how many people just get them just to do it, and like, like it's a fucking art. But you have like these these artists who probably do some pretty intricate jobs, and then some bimbo comes in and says, "Yeah, can I get a, a picture of uh, can I can I get a, a picture of Harry Potter, the Deadly Hollows? You know, I want that on my wrist." You know, something like that. And and you just gotta be this, like, fucking tattoo guy. You, pro- you, you could be the Ink Master. Sorry, Ink Master. Singular. Uh, and 
and and some bitch comes into your fucking thing says like yeah uh i want like the percy jackson sword or whatever i don't know what's in percy jackson the the uh, pen sword the pen the the pen that clicks and turns into a sword oh uh, yeah i want the jackson. percy jackson pen sword i <laughs> i want it on um my shoulder where no one can fucking see it like it's just, it, or, yeah it, or, or just people who like who just get like these like pussy ass just like a little ass tattoo like somewhere yeah like and, and my thing is this is like that that would it, be that would be like if you like hired a hollywood screenwriter to to like write to to write like a 30 second kids commercial you know what i mean like like yeah. for pbs or but like, it's like or, it, it, it's so there's just such a perfect there's just such a perfect dichotomy there's this moment on Ink Master in like one of the clips I saw, I'll have to I'll have to go back. I'll try to find it for emails because I'm like, this shit had me in. I was like in stitches, mouth agape, laughing so hard. Where there's this moment between a a canvas and an artist, and they're kind of going back and forth. And basically, the challenge was to do something. That it was basically the, it was something it was to do something biomechanical. I'm pretty sure. And the canvas was expl- like trying to explain to like the canvas wanted something that was a little less biomechanical for their tattoo. And he's explaining to the artist, he's given this monologue and there's some music behind it. Like it's trying to be like this little because, mo- you know, how like e- like extreme makeover home edition will have these moments where it'll be like kind of sappy. And it's like and, you know, yeah. the Chris or whatever the, the host is like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to give you guys a house that, you know, you could you could love and support your 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 family of five in the single mom. I know it's really sucks that you lost your dad at a young age. So you know we made this to commemorate him. You know, kind of, and, and then, playing that sad yeah. music. And then and then then he blows it up and he screams. Yeah, and, and and there's this moment where where the canvas is talking to the artist. He's like, you know, man, I just really wanted to come in here and, and have a a great tattoo, you know, that I I I could really you know love and show off to people and be proud of. And then he gets cut off, and he goes, and by the artist, he goes, and I want to win a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and 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 it, and I'm like, dude, this show is ice cold. This show gives no fucks. I love it. What what I think I like about the sound of this, because I'd have to watch it, but what I think I, li- I like about the sound of this compared to, like, Cutthroat Kitchen is the fact that it's, like, it's not, like, a fucking meme-ass game where they have to work hard to make sure that it's 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 a nightmare for the contestants. Like, you have no, something it like cut- already is. It's it just it already, already is because hard. The stakes are ridiculous. The people are hardcore. Like, tattoo people are hardcore. Yeah, and you gotta understand, like, because... Because here's the thing, too, Miles. Here's the dichotomy here. Is that... From the canvas perspective, people who sign up to be on the show to be considered a canvas, you're getting... In a lot... In basically a lot of these instances, you're getting, like, in a thousand-plus-dollar tattoo. In these competitions, you're getting real shit. So that's why in I didn't even t- Miles. I haven't even told you the best part about Ink Master, which is that Ink Master has been running for 13 seasons, aka a pretty long fucking time, long enough, Miles, to have a show, a spinoff show called Ink Master Redemption. You did tell me about this on Discord. Who got shitty bad tattoos on the show? get brought back 
in either get a brand new could get a brand new tattoo from that artist who did a bad job in them the first time or get their tattoo finished or redone or covered up or whatever that they did on the show um and that shit's awesome too because like it makes you realize like oh dude there's some like there's some there's shit at stake here i mean obviously it's not the biggest thing in the world but like yeah, like, these tattoos, that's, like, the guy whose mother got tattooed on his leg, and she looks like Leatherface, like, he has to <laughs> live with that, you know, yeah, he has to awful. deal with that, and, like, and people have to see the show, ask him about that, and he has to show that shit to everybody, and it's like, damn, if you're a canvas on this show, you, like, you might have to deal with one of these situations, but at the same time, they get you because when you get brought into that, when Dave Navarro tells the canvas, hey, we're going to give you a free tattoo of anything you want, all whatever you fuck fucking want, a $1,000 tattoo basically for free, go in there. It's like, a, oh shit, I really don't know if they're going to take it or not, and I'm invested. I'm invested if these people I don't know are going to get these tattoos. Oh, uh, and it's great. And it's and it's actually good reality TV. It's like so sick. Um Yeah, it's awesome. And the art's fun too. Like they're actually like the people on the show are more like very talented artists. So you see cool well, art. Well, yeah, you have too. to be if you're going for the position of Ink Master. Ink Master. Like, <laughs> like you have to understand that it's not a title. That is not a title you are given lightly. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's not, and it's and it's or at least at least in the ink community, it seems to be a pretty respected thing being titled ink ma being an ink master because each season it's it's not has like a master. It's it's not like there are these certain reality shows that just like no one cares and there's no respect and it's like bullshit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can only think of a handful. Like you have like RuPaul's Drag Race, where where winning Drag Race is like that's the biggest deal in the drag community as far as my understanding of things go at least in the united states maybe maybe oh and in the uk too i think there's a uk spinoff um my mom is yeah, really big into these shows there, there's so, definitely like i mean my thing is this, i think if you win survivor that's like a thing that you tell people yeah exactly and, and but then there are other shows where you could win it and no one <laughs> fucking cares like you know nobody cares if you won what the fuck was that one uh uh reality tv show Je uh jenny nicholson jenny nicholson yeah you're talking about um two Past parallel worlds parallel worlds <laughs> yeah which i need to watch that video i i kind of fell off jenny nicholson because um just she she got into like that whole like Lindsay ellis like uh folding ideas crowd of being like way too woke the political left yeah the political stuff which stuff. yeah which which like is just not because she was just like a nerd who liked disney rides and and stupid movies and then she started doing like these like books on like you know like incel manifestos and shit like this and i'm like eh, eh. yeah also i just went to her channel she hasn't made a video in like half a year mm, yeah who knows what That's the weird. fuck happened? You know what? Uh, you know what? She probably got like a really like a much easier gig that she can just do like at, uh, with the name Jenny Nicholson. She's probably like on a podcast. Oh, you know that's probably probably true. Like, yeah, like she probably you know like that's, that's maybe nice she's easy. streaming on Twitch. 
Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she's streaming on Twitch where she reads bad books out loud. I would, I would watch that though. I, I think a lot of people like would. I think she'd book. make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, no, I oh. generally like Jenny Nicholson. It's just that that the type of thing that she started making just didn't interest me. I didn't find it fun. Well, I, I pulled up her 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 channel, and the last ten videos are Star Wars Episode Nine, Star Wars Episode Nine, Star Wars Episode Nine. Get over it, Jesus Christ. Um, Land Before Time. Brony Con retrospective. See, the, the, that's the good video. Shit. That's the good Hallmark uh, channel is weird. Video Vampire Diaries breakdown. Uh, uh, like a ASMR vid. Um, Evan Hansen breakdown. That's yeah. the famous one. That's that's the that's the the narrow Majora's Mask video of musical like of of musical reviews. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, just but like, I feel like, but I like, I, I like, I saw this hit my inbox. I'm like, yo, I just watched the Sarah Zed video on this. I really, I, I really have seen everything I want to on Dear Evan Hansen, it, and I watched it, the it macabre is, storytelling video on him too. Uh, it, it, it is a lot like that one Rick and Morty video that just everybody got in their inboxes. Was it the Just Dude, Stop Rick and Morty? Vid? I'm sorry, there's been a, a few Rick and Morty things. No, no, the Just the Just Stop one was not the one. It's the one with that fucking British guy that I told you about who just kept making shitty MGS jokes. Um, <laughs> where like it just it just appeared in your in your fucking inbox. It's the one with like the thumbnail of him in front of the green portal. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Hold on, let me. Dude, let my, me I, I just looked up Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the painful decline of Rick and Morty by Cartoon She. Is this it? Yeah, that's the one. The cartoon analysis community, I, I, I just, I can't do it. Well, it's because they're all me. bad, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm, I'm. It's because it's. First of all, it's because they're covering material that just isn't that deep. Uh, like, yeah, that's and, part and of the cover, problem. They're covering material that isn't that deep. That's also highly, highly affected by people will never know, right? It's it's affected by suits. It's affected by you know whoever's the current producer at the time. It's affected like, but but people are always going to blame Dan Harmon and and Justin Roiland because those are the names they know. Like, but you you have to you know you have to assume that one day the producer's fucking wife said, "Oh, I find Morty too annoying." He comes in the next day, says, "Yeah, we need to do less Morty episodes because his wife didn't like it." Like that shit happens all the time in Hollywood. Yeah, that or. Is- or- or what actually, because this is my knowledge, what actually happened with, with Rick and Morty is between season two and season three, a lot of core writing staff left. Yeah, Harmon and, and Roiland were still there, but a lot of the other core members yeah. of the staff left. And they had a live, like a commemorative end of season two live stream uh, where they talked about one or one or two of the guys leaving for Disney because, you know, fucking them fat, fat ma- mouse stacks. Yeah. For, for them, as opposed to whatever Adult Swim was paying, which is probably not much. And and Dan Harmon basically said on the live stream, they're like, yeah, if season three sucks, you know why? Because that guy left. And he might have been kidding, but he probably was not. He was not. Because <laughs> like, season three sucked. And, 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 yeah, it's, and, and, and it's, it's because it's, all this other core writing staff who was present during seasons one and two are not there anymore. Yeah, and and the the identity of Rick and Morty is is people who are fans of Rick and Morty writing Rick and Morty with these like 
Bible guideline. I mean, it's it's exactly like not to go back to Pixar too much, but like it's it's a lot like what happens with you have these, this core staff of Pixar who like they built the ethos of what Pixar does, and then you have people who come the, in with Miles, an understanding that's, that's of the not, brand. How about no Pixar? Let's no let's no Pixar. How about let's use Halo instead? Let's use Halo. You got you got. You I got, can't I can't speak to that, but I can. I mean, I, it's this. I mean, it's this. It's it's even more obvious. It's even more obvious of this with problem. like Halo it's, Four and shit like that. Yeah, well, no, it's 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 a tale of two studios. You have Bungie, who makes Halo One, Two, Three, Reach, ODST. Um, flip those last two, but regardless, like you have them make make this set of games. Yeah, classic, and it's their vision and it's, genre and it's defining their... first person shooters that are still hold up today as campaigns, along with great an incredible multiplayer suite that also holds up in its own right. Um, and then they leave to greener pastures with act you know trying to do their own shit with with at the time activision now they're by now they're owned by sony actually um but they've they've gone around a lot of places but they leave halo behind uh with microsoft and they're like well we got to make a new studio to do this so then they're like all right well we'll make a halo team and we'll call it 343 and Halo 4, 5, Infinite, these aren't bad games, but they're just nowhere near on the level of what makes, what made Halo 1, 2, and 3 so good. And you look at, like, Halo as a franchise, as, like, a great, as, like, an IP in the greater cultural landscape, it just doesn't have the same weight that it did 10 years ago when Bungie was making the games, because every time Bungie dropped the game, it was a fucking 10 out of 10 heater for the series. But, but and now it's but again, eights and sevens. But but the other thing about it, and and the reason that I was bringing in Pixar, because P- it's not about the quality of Pixar's movies. It's the fact that Pixar had these hardline writing rules that they published, and people l- basically learned the school of Pixar writing when they came in to work at Pixar. And so what happened is these rules that helped them kind of guide their interesting story ideas to be the best screenplays they could be. Because some of these movies don't follow every single rule. Like... I mean, you don't love The Incredibles because Syndrome's plan is dumb, but, like, a lot of people's favorite movie is The Incredibles, and I think it is because it's so different. Um, and But then when you have these people who kind of, like, really follow these rules, you know, by almost by gospel, like, it took until, you know, fucking, like, turning red for them to do something different enough that I, I didn't think I was watching a worse version of what I got 10 years ago. And I don't love turning red. I just, I'm... I'm glad that it doesn't feel like a watered down version of good thing that yeah. I already had, which is what three four three is. That's what yeah. um like God of War Ascension or whatever is like this 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 B team sequel or or the this like the the passing of the baton to this new guy. I mean hell, even even like the Aegean Numa era of of Zelda, like after the the you know Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and Wind Waker, you had Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Like yeah. there are just these these people who like they will take over something and whether it's by inheritance, by legacy, or just by whatever, like they just have a different interpretation of what the IP does or what it's supposed to do, or maybe they they only have like this this kind of rule set that they follow very religiously. Like I suspect that that's the case with three four three, where three four three they're like, what it what do Halo fans like? What yeah, do we love about? I, I Halo? mean that's I mean that's kind of what it's come down to. Was where it was like four and five, like they tried to they tried to like 
I'm not not like throw their own spin on things. I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to be evil or, or give them too, too much or, you know, paint on them too much or anything. But it was just like one of these things where it's like they tried to be like have the, their own original stuff and it didn't quite work out in four and five. And in infinite, they really had to try to bring people back. So they kind of sell infinite on like the hey. Remember when Bungie made these games? Remember when you really cared about this? And we're, do, they really, we're doing you know, another one. And Infinite's it, a big, big nostalgia play. It's pretty different in like the gameplay department in terms of the non-linear structure of the levels, but the it, it really, really tried to make you be like, oh yeah, remember Halo One? Remember yeah. Halo Two? Like, like you're trying to get you to be like that. Um, and. It just is like, I don't know, it just kind of, it just, when you're dealing with mediums, like games, where so many hands are going to be involved in projects, it's, it's kind, it's very, it's such a rarity when a, a series is able to actually maintain a high level of quality for like a significant period of time. And yeah, and especially because like a producer has a lot of say. And, you know, they decide where the money is. And also, if they're producing it, they have a financial investment in the product, which means they probably want to see it look exactly like how they want to see it. Yeah. Which is why you have, you know, you you have producers who one day might just come into the writer's room and say, I don't like this character anymore. And you're like, okay, well, you're putting the money down, so I guess we'll write them out of the fucking show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that. That is. That's why this. This. All these cartoon shows that are just like, see, the problem here is the right. It's like, no, you don't know what the problem is. You don't know what the problem is because Hollywood's a nightmare, and you'll never know what happened in these rooms. Yeah. The. Pro- yeah. The. The. Pro- the real problem with this episode was that it was made in a fucking factory. Yeah. It made in a sweatshop in seventy-two hours, and was th- and the script was turned around in thirty-six hours and everyone everyone slept on the floor to finish the script to deliver it on time like i I don't know man i just i just think cartoon people are so like they don't actually know the value of what they're getting is like not that high yeah and i gotta be honest with you i'm just gonna say something this might put me in the hot seat what it's the end of the episode so i'll say i've i think i've just come to realize that i just don't really care about animation that much like the whole art form i just don't really give a shit that's fine like you, you you don't you just don't get any like like love or like you know excitement out of just seeing things on the screen moving yeah like 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 i mean i think like sakuga and like nice animation and stuff is like cool but it's not like i feel like there's a lot of people that i'm friends with and i know and especially because we're we're, we run in anime adjacent circles so it like makes sense where people yeah. who just really love seeing stuff animated really well, and I just, I, I just come to realize I'm like, it's cool. It's cool in the same way that I think like cars going around a track is cool. Like I don't really want to. Yeah, like watch you, you it. can, you can admire that there's something interesting happening there. Like, but and I think that's the big difference is like these cartoon people. I genuinely don't know what they get out of cartoons because most cartoons aren't that well animated. And like even when they are, they're they're rarely as well animated as anime because there's not this fucking kill yourself to make good art culture, which is not an objectively good thing. But the product speaks for itself that these yeah. people break their fucking backs to make something beautiful. It's just not what we do here. And, and we, also, we, yeah, we ask al- for we d- we rub our fingers and we ask for the green, and that's yeah, and, fine, frankly. And but- also, we. 
Western culture just values animation in a different light. So it's like, you know, like people will always point to like, like, like when people are talking about like great American animation from like recent years, people will go be like primal, like Gendy Tartakovsky's primal. It's like, yeah, primal's sick. Primal's fucking dope. But like that shit don't come out. 50 primals don't come out in a in a three month period, you know? And not say that 50 anime come out in a season that are on the level of primal. I'm not saying that either. But like, you know, fifth, you know, like anime, it's like, you know, 120 anime shows come out a year. Their quality all varies because it we're when when we get anime in the States, it's all funneled through a Crunchyroll subscription. Or on my anime list, here's what's coming in the season. Where in in Japan, where Japanese audiences know what's a fucking HBO anime, what's a fucking NBC primetime anime, and what's some fucking Hallmark two AM anime. You know? Yeah. Like that. That's the big thing about about animation as well. Is I think that people just love the medium so much, and they love the idea of the medium that they're kind of ride or die with it, even though. They're usually getting things like like the the way that I, I put it is like everyone who's really disappointed in Steven Universe needs to know that they were just never going to get the, the, the version of Steven Universe they wanted because Steven Universe is, is a show that, yes, it is more mature and introspective than a lot of these other cartoons. But it's also still made for babies. Yeah, that's... Um, and it's also yeah. made on a fucking production budget and it's made on a fucking schedule. So like... When Rebecca Sugar's like, I guess we'll just we have to end the show, or yeah, else exactly. we might get like, fucking like canceled. It's a, like it's a show that was made with concessions, and it especially in the fifth season can be felt. And to me, who who went to who went to school for creative work and just saw, I only say that to say that I saw. And got a little taste of what the behind the scenes looks like on these types of productions. You know, you can feel a concession when you I have know gone enough what we have. to. I I've seen behind the scenes in the. I've seen behind the mask enough to know how complicated it is, and you know how much of a miracle that anything good is ever made. Like anything that we get, that's kind of good. It's kind of a miracle, which is how how easily. These types of product projects in in shit can just go awry, you know. Yeah, like, and, and not only that, that we get it and then we hear about it because all it takes is one guy does not like the project, and that's it. The advertisement budget's pulled. That's it. It's done. Like th- this. Um. Oh my god, what what show did this happen with that I was recently reading about? Where um. Oh yeah, I think it was Jackie Chan Adventure. Like Jackie Chan Adventure was super popular, but I think. Or maybe it was the critic. I, I I read a lot of like trivia on TV tropes just when I'm like bored, like waiting for something. Um, yeah. So basically, at Fox, um, they bought the critic after it was canceled on ABC, and I guess an executive basically didn't like the critic, and and so they just didn't advertise it, and so it died a second time yeah. on a different network. Dude, yeah, dude. I'll give you another one. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Race Fic made a video on on ea's golden eye rogue agent and he sort of reviews the game and it's this weird middling licensed james bond game that stars a bunch of his villains and then in the back half of the review and he's like all right so what what actually fucking happened here you know and he spoke with people on the development team they're like yeah we actually had a really cool idea for 
a Bond game that had a bunch of his villains and we were going to do this, that, and these, and here was the art team, and here were all these people that were involved, and and, and by, creative leads who were really talented. It was a pretty good team who worked on this. But the producers just didn't give him enough time, and we're also like, hey, you know what would be a good idea? Let's call it GoldenEye. And they're like, uh, it's not really a sequel. It's going to give the, us... It's going to compare us to, you know, one of the most well-known and at the time regarded, beloved FPS games of all time, and it, that's not what this is. And they're like, who cares? So, yeah, shit could just get fucked like that, you know? I don't know. Yeah, by, by, like, just pointless, greedy decision-making. Uh, so... If you want our podcast to become a fucking nightmare in which producers tell us what and what not to say, make sure to get us really, really popular so that we yeah. get sponsors who can control exactly what happens to us. You can do that by joining the Discord. Link in the description. Sam, we had some fun this week. Do you have anything yes, to did. say? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, my final words are I've started my trails in the skaga trails saga because i'm gonna play more than just sky um marathon i'm 10 hours into trails of sky i'm playing the game on nightmare difficulty i lost the tutorial boss five times uh and it's and uh it's really hard but we're getting better at it and it's fun so i just wanted to say that it's good i, I i'm Shout out Trail Series. Everyone should play th these games. They're good. You do not have what it takes to be a true crackhead. Oh, that's good. Ah, I should have ended that with that. If you have what it takes to be a true crackhead. If you have what it takes to be a true crackhead, join the Discord. <laughs> okay, goodbye now. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want to pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want to pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ay Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, Salem though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye.